stay tuned for Sound Tasting, the podcast where food meets music. Thanks to Nicoletta and Beppe's Trotteria in the Pearl. Welcome to Sound Tasting with jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Today we're firing up the grill with Pete Peterson, Portland's go-to sax player for studio performance and orchestration. To an original called The Governor. Pete was nominated for a Grammy in 2009 for Best Contemporary Blues Album, and he's been featured on NPR during a Branford Marsalis interview with Kevin Mahogany. Pete's work has been highlighted on film soundtracks by national touring bands and in recordings. But can he cook? That's what Marty Mendenhall wants to find out today on Sound Tasting. My two favorite things in the world are music and food, and I love it every time I get to share food or music with people. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, what are we cooking today? We are cooking some barbecue today. Barbecue! Barbecue! Woo! All right, so tell me, what is going on? Okay, well, um, we have done a pork roast. This is actually called a picnic roast. There's different types of pork roast. I was going to do a big pork shoulder, what they call Boston butt, uh-huh. um, but that would that's huge and it takes forever to smoke. And so this one is a little bit smaller and it's still going to be delicious, um, but it was able to be done within the time constraints of, of our show. Okay, great. Well, this uh, right now it smells kind of um, smoky. Um, did you did you, was it a smoker smoker that you used yes. or was it a barbecue? I smoked this. Uh, it's the side firebox smoker, and I smoked this for about twelve hours. Oh my gosh! And uh, at a temperature of about two hundred twenty-five. So it's been slow cooking all day. Oh, wow. And uh, the last hour of it, I wrapped it in foil, but it's the rest of it, the rest of the time, it's all just been on the smoke. Yeah, it smells so good in here. It's got this, um, you know, hint of, I don't know, did you use something special to smoke? Maybe is it hickory? Or I, I, use, I use mainly oak for the base wood, and then uh, in this case, I also added some apple wood and some maple. It smells so good. And we're standing here in your kitchen, and we have all the ingredients laid out. And um, what else are we going to be cooking today? Well, I thought I'd start by showing you how to, the, how to do the dry rub. Before you cook the meat, before you put it on the smoker, you, you rub it with, with spices, okay. and that's called a dry rub. And so I thought I'd talk you through making that. And then we use part of that dry rub ingredients, the, the, the leftover rub that doesn't go on the meat, gets put into the sauce, and that becomes some of the spices that go into the sauce. Oh, great, well, let's so, figure this out. Okay, all right, great. So the, the, to start the dry rub, I use just a handful of brown sugar. Okay. These great. are all very loose measurements, by the way. Okay. It's not, I mean, handful know, of brown sugar. Handful of brown sugar. We're gonna hold, and so, you literally are, you're putting your yep. hand in the bag. Uh-huh, I've washed my hands first. Okay, I mean, that's, that's good, I get song. that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's little, fantastic. A little handful of brown sugar, maybe about that much. That's one. probably about, I'm going to say about a third of a cup. third of a cup. Okay, and then a little onion powder. Okay. And again, just eyeballing it, it's about maybe a tablespoon. Yeah, looks looks about right. Looks good. Uh, paprika. Okay. Again, another tablespoon-ish. All right. Um, tablespoon plus on the yeah, paprika. Got right. that. Yeah. It's one of those things, it's hard <laughs> to have too much. All and right. then dry mustard powder. Uh-huh. Again, we'll do, we'll call this 
call that about a tablespoon. Okay. It's just, yeah, you can't see this on the radio, but I'm actually just dumping stuff into the bowl. I'm not I, measuring it's it. It's so measured and precise. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them that. Um, and then to taste, just a dash of cayenne pepper. And that, that literally is a dash. Right. Not, and they're not kidding, Radio Land. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And then we'll do some kosher salt. And again, the meat's already pretty salty, but we'll... Uh, Never hurts, right? Yeah, just maybe a... Salt, the flavor of life. Half a half a teaspoon would you say about of that kosher salt and then fresh ground pepper love it and again it's it's hard to overdo the pepper okay you can, good as to know. much ground pepper as you want to put in there it's only just going to make it better wow you were cranking yeah. that in there that looks fantastic yeah okay and, and then we'll just take just kind of take a fork and just mesh it all together okay Mixing it all together. And mainly this is just to break up the lumps of the brown sugar. Okay. And then, and then what we'll do is we'll take our, uh, our meat. And by the way, different types of meat use different types of rub. And so this is the rub I make for pork. If I'm doing a, if I'm doing a beef like a brisket or a tri-tip or something, uh -huh. I will add some darker flavors. I'll use more pepper and more... Uh, cayenne, a little bit less brown sugar, um, and just kind of tweak the recipe like that. Oh, tri-tip must be so delicious. Oh, it's good. And then we're going to do part two of this radio show, oh, and we're going to do tri-tip next time. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> and the other thing I like to use on beef is the uh, Montreal steak seasoning from McCormick. So that's okay. just kind of like my little secret thing. But we're not doing beef, so we're doing a pork roast. Okay. So Good to know. What's so, next? Now we've got our dry rub. Yeah. So then... Um, before the meat goes on the smoker, uh -huh. I marinate it overnight in beer, and the cheaper the better. Okay, so just, you know, this, this time I used session lager, but you can also use PBR or whatever, because it's the, the beer flavor kind of just gets in and infuses the pork with moisture. Uh -huh. So I did all that last night, and then early this morning I got up and I slathered the pork with plain old yellow mustard. Okay. And then. And, and then coat it with this dry it rub. It does say gluten-free. Gluten -free. This is, is probably the only gluten-free, but gluten-free mustard. Gluten. gluten-free. Right. You know. Gluten-free yellow mustard. Yes. Right. A little secret, folks. Mustard is gluten-free. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so then uh, slather the, the meat with mustard and put the put the dry rub on it and okay. then put it on the smoker and then... The just let the smoke do, do you, the rest. You don't wrap it in anything? You just put it straight I in? I just put it straight in. Okay. And it's, it, if you wrap it, then the smoke can't get in as okay. easily. So I'll, I'll smoke it for most of it, and then about the last hour or so, I'll take it and wrap it in foil, and that just sort of seals the, the juices in and lets it finish. It's great. So. All right, what's the next now step? Now we've got our rub. Now we're going to use some of this rub in our sauce. Okay. So I have a, a method to the sauce that I make. I can see um, the sauce. I don't... Uh, I'm looking at the there's, sauce, there's sauce in quotes, the air quotes, <laughs> sauce. There's some sauce, yes, all right. Um, so we have the air... So, so, uh, yeah. So we have, we have some Evan Williams Kentucky bourbon, uh -huh. and it's important to taste this frequently to oh, make really? sure that it doesn't go bad because it can be very okay. squirrely. So, all right, oh, so um, we're going to taste the so bourbon first. We're going to taste the bourbon first. Okay. As a, as and a, then as a put baseline. it in the sauce. And then put okay. it in the so sauce. Right here, all cheers. Right, so. Thank you. Cheers. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's, oh, yeah. that's the base of the sauce, right. huh? Yeah, <laughs> bourbon is the base of the sauce. So we okay. start with a little bourbon. A little? A little. Uh, uh, yeah. I, that's like... 
Well, we're a making half a, a cup at least. We're making a lot of sauce. Okay. So go for I'll, it. And then I'll take some of this dry rub that we just made. All right. And I'll put that in about not too much, maybe about a fourth of a cup. Okay, got it. And then. Whisk that all together. Now, here's the here's the thing. Now we have to wait for this to warm up a little bit. Okay, so, so. let's wait for it to warm up um, and then uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back uh, with Mr. Pete Peterson and the barbecue sauce on the stove. And uh, pretty soon we'll get to talk about music and taste <laughs> that wonderful roast that you've got going on over there. All right. Sound Tasting with jazz singer Marty Mendenhall is supported by Nicoletta and Beppe's Restaurant in the Pearl, creating a casual yet elegant dining experience. Around the table, we become family, friends, and community. NicolettaBeppe's.com. Welcome back to Sound Tasting on 99.1 FM Portland Radio Project. I'm jazz singer Marty Mendenhall, and I'm here with Mr. Pete Peterson. Hi, Pete. Hi. Sax player, studio musician, arranger, and orchestrator. Okay, so to catch the listeners up, uh, we are making sauce, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. And um, we do want to talk about music, but I can see we're at a sensitive time right. in the cooking period. The, the sauce has started to boil. The sauce has started to boil. The, the whiskey is, bo is boiling off right now, so we're going to watch. We're going to do this okay, really wait. quick. Yep. Oh my okay. gosh! Don't the try sauce this at home, fire. folks. We, <laughs> no, do try it at home. Do try this at home, but be very careful. Now, one thing that I forgot to mention that I should mention right now is that I have a lid nearby, okay. just in case this hey, gets Pete, out of hand. Your sauce is on fire. I'm just telling you. Yeah, if it is, it literally is on fire. All right. So what's happening now is that while the alcohol is boiling off and, and burning off, it's caramelizing the sugar. Oh my gosh! And it gives okay, us this it's totally really nice smoky up. taste. I can see okay. all the spices on the so top. We'll just, and this in. the flames are literally maybe like two, two and a half feet tall. Okay, this is we're amazing. Gonna, right, and we're gonna shut that down right there, and then we've got now. Oh, expertly done. So you put the lid on it. Put the lid on it, and that will briefly just suffocate the flames. Flames are gone. Okay. And now we've got this nice, delicious, slightly smoky flavored base for okay. our sauce. And so now, at this point, since we didn't set the house on fire, it's important to have another celebratory okay. toast of the bourbon. Cheers to not setting the house okay. on fire. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. So now that we've got All the right. sauce going, so, let's talk about the, okay. the clip that we heard at the beginning of the show. I believe that was called The Governor. It was called The Governor. Tell me about it. Well, that came from a, uh, a session that we did in Seattle. Um, and this was the, lab, the record label that I'm on, Pony Boy Records, uh, had asked me to do a follow-up to my Keep Your Hat On record that they released for me. Um, so I had this great idea that my touring buddies, uh, Solomon Douglas, the pianist from Seattle, and Bria Sconberg, the trumpet player from, at the time, Vancouver, B.C., uh -huh. and myself from Portland. Right. And so we were going to make this, record this project called the I-5 Drive, since we were like driving up and down the <laughs> I-5 corridor to record with each other. So we all met in Seattle, uh -huh. and we did this session, and part of the, the challenge of the session was for us to each bring in original tunes that we were composing that day. Oh so gosh. so no the only rule was that it had to be 
like something that we just had written that day. And so I was racking my brain to try to come up with an idea. And all, and all of a sudden I was staying at, at uh, my bass player friend Jeff Cook's house. And uh, that morning I woke up with this idea for a tune in my head. And I was like, oh, there it is. That's yes. the one. <laughs> and so that was the governor uh, named after the apartment complex building that Jeff was living in, the governor <laughs> apartments. <laughs> I love so, that. I love that story. That is so great. Go. I love so it. So we called it the governor. It has a kind of a New Orleans-y feel. So I thought it would be appropriate for a, it, a show about barbecue. It's totally appropriate. Okay, so I don't want to give too much away, but I want to play... A brief clip, um, and this is Kevin Mahogany singing, and you playing the sax solo, right? Correct. Okay, so let's play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. from an NPR interview with Kevin Mahogany and your interviewer was Branford Marcellus the host of the show of NPR jazz set okay so let's let's go behind the NPR jazz set and tell us what really happened okay well what really happened was uh, this was the first my first real major gig it was the biggest gig I'd ever done I was I think 22 or 23 at the time right and I was so nervous I was freaking out um, <laughs> we were the house band in this little we were all living in Denver and we got this gig in a ski resort town Telluride Colorado uh -huh. and they right. do a jazz festival every year that's pretty major and so the Telluride Jazz Festival producers um, had worked out a deal for NPR to come in and record the festival for a jazz set and we got a message. We were living there playing four nights a week in this club already. We got a message right. from NPR saying, hey, by the way, Kevin Mahogany is going to be one of the headliners of this series, of mm -hmm. this festival, and he's not bringing a band with us. He's, he's just, he's not bringing a band. He's going to just... You're it. We're it. He's, so he's going to send his music ahead. <laughs> Can you guys be his house band for the night? We said, sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Wait, so, let me think a minute. Okay, <laughs> yes, definitely. So so Kevin got there, and we had a rehearsal, and I was so freaked out. I was. This was the biggest gig I'd ever done. Branford Marcellus is going to be, it's like one of my saxophone heroes at the time, and I'm just going to, you know, and I don't know what I'm going to, and I was just choking all over the place in the rehearsal. And so Kevin pulled me aside after we got done rehearsing right. and stumbling through these tunes. Right. And we were going through the food line in the tent, you know, the hospitality tent of the festival, and he pulled me aside. And he's, right. He was this huge guy, too. And he says, Hey, uh, I heard you warming up. I know you can play. So what's going on? And I said, uh, and I, said I just unloaded on him all, all of my angst and all my nervous. I'm, 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 this is a big, I'm only 22 and, and praying for my salads. And he says, he says, oh, he says, hold it, slow down. He's like, this is all these cats that you idolize. They're just cats like you and me. And they're just, they've been doing it a little bit longer and they've got a little bit farther along in their career. And so, you know, you'll be there someday too. Yeah. And that was exactly the advice I needed at the time. I stopped being nervous. I started playing and it was a great show and NPR was happy. 
I, I didn't get to meet Branford because what I found out was that through the magic of radio, Branford is the producer and host of the show. What? He's the sit- magic of radio? Yeah. So Branford <laughs> sits in LA in his office and, and listens to the tapes and does the voiceovers. And, oh. uh, and the, the, the crew is the one who actually goes out and does the recording. Oh my gosh. Um, so I did meet Branford later in my life, several years later, and I told him about that and he laughed and we joked and we had a good time. But um, That is such a anyway. great story. I love that. All right. So um, we're still cooking this sauce. And about so, how long does it, how long does it uh, take to cook down? Well, we'll need to add a few more ingredients now. Okay, great. So Let's I'm throw them in. I'm going to ask you to grab that apple cider vinegar there. Uh, got it. Apple cider vinegar. And so let's pour in. Do you need the measuring spoons? I'm um, going to say you probably don't. Well, I don't, but for the purpose of this, let's use them. Let's let's get, grab the measuring cups. Okay, here you go. And so I'm going to add probably about, let's see, about a half a cup and see how that looks. Okay, half a cup. Half a cup of apple cider vinegar. Got it? Yeah, maybe a little bit more just for... And a splash. A okay, splash. I got it. All right. So then let's also add some apple juice. Apple juice. Oh, and this is... a heavy little thing. Okay. This is another uh, optional variable ingredient. This, this base sauce um, is something that... Uh, let's do that. I'm doing this for pork. Okay. Um, if I was doing this for beef, I might use orange juice or pomegranate juice or okay. some other kind of juice. Okay. Um, apple juice tends to be a good flavor for pork. Okay. Um, so then we're going to add just a little shot of Tabasco. Got it. And again, you know, the hotter... That's like you, four shakes. The, the, so, okay. The got hotter it. you like it, the more you can add. Okay. Um, and then we sample. We stir and we go... That'll that'll be good. Okay. Um, one more ingredient. Okay. And this is the thickener. Um, for for this, I'm doing a Carolina mustard sauce. Okay. And so I'm gonna add some plain old yellow mustard. And Got we'll it. Do all that. At. That's a lot. We can. Uh, okay. If uh, if I was doing a tomato-based sauce, I would use tomato paste instead of mustard. Okay. But for this one, it's the the sauce is mustard and vinegar based, which works really well for pork. Okay. And this is gonna thicken it up. It'll thicken it up and it'll kind of add that that nice flavor to it. Okay. And then we're gonna let this cook for how long? Oh, um, maybe twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. All right, so Just until it's done, <laughs> why don't we take um, another uh, short break and then we'll come back um, and talk more about your music. Okay. And we'll taste some of that mouth-watering barbecue. So we'll be right back. Support comes from Nicoletta and Beppe's restaurant in the Pearl. Offering authentic Italian dishes using the freshest ingredients. Pasta, pizza, salad, delizioso. NicolettaBetBase.com Welcome back to Sound Tasting on 99.1 FM, Portland Radio Project. I'm jazz singer Marty Mendenhall, and I'm here with musician and arranger and sax player and educator anything else you want to add no, mr just pete peterson jack of all trades <laughs> <laughs> jack of all music trades right so let's talk about film scores all right oh film scores you have a film score right? i have a i did a uh, I, I did the music for a 10 minute short 
called Dex Dixon, and uh, um, it's the brainchild of, of Steve Coker, who's a local filmmaker in town and producer. That's cool. Um, it's a story of a, a washed up, hard-boiled film noir detective who specializes in paranormal cases. Wow. And so do you think that um, film scores might be something you want to get into in the future? Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. They, um, when I was doing my undergrad work at DU, I, I, uh, one of the classes that I took that I really enjoyed was how to write for film. And of course, back, that, back in those days, it was all timing it out in 24 frames per second. And you do the math to figure out how long and what metronome marking and how, how long your, your little hit has to be in order to fit the amount of time and uh -huh. all that stuff. And of course, now I think computers do a lot of that for us. Right. But uh, sure, I mean, film, working on a film is a lot of fun. Well, I know you've done a lot of arrangements for some, um, well, big names in Portland anywhere, uh, anyway, like Patrick Lamb, and um, who else have you done some arrangements for? Well, I've done, uh, I was Patrick's horn section director for about seven years, and I, really? I, did, I did a lot of that. Um, I've done some arrangements for Chris Baum, although Chris does a lot of his own arrangements, and every once in a while he'll let me add something to his right, band. Right, um, right. The main band that I'm writing most of my arrangements for right now is Rebirth of the Cool. Really, and, and that's you've got a show coming up, right? Didn't I just see that? That's true. We are at the 1905 on April 19th. How cool is that? Uh, um, you must have a lot of shows coming up. Um, well, th that weekend especially is is going to be very busy. I'm with uh, Re Rebirth of the Cool on Thursday the 19th, and then Friday the 20th, I'm with the Mary Sue Tobin Quintet oh, at uh, at South Fork on uh -huh. Fremont. Right. And then on Saturday, I am playing with the Ken DeRoshi Band at the Inner City Blues Festival. So that's going to be a great weekend. Wow. I, and, uh, you know, these are all people that I play with regularly, and I, I love my life because I, I love to be able to, make music with all these people that are good friends of mine well and, uh, i've got um I, I we're gonna list all of those shows for our listeners on the sound tasting webpage so okay. go to prp.fm um and look at sound tasting and pete's episode um and get all that information there and speaking of um i want to play um another track from a cd that i adore of yours um and it's called hats off mm -hmm. and the band is Pork pie. Pork pie, right? You used to, that's your band, right? It was, it was my band. We haven't done a gig in a while, but I, I started that band. The, the name Pork Pie comes from Lester Young's hat. And uh, I started this band as a way to <laughs> kind of explore some of that music, some of the Lester Young music and the early Count Basie stuff. And, and uh, at the time, swing dancing was, was hugely popular, so we got, we got lucky and found right. ourselves in, in that scene and played a lot of dances for swing Super dancers. Smart. And, so, well, this tune called Tickle Toe is actually a Lester Young tune, That's right? correct. And this, and this is what we call a lift. I actually transcribed not only the arrangement and the, the original horn voicings of that arrangement, yeah. but I actually transcribed Lester's solo and played it on the That's recording. So great. So, well, let's, let's give it a listen. Right. And we're, we're still letting the sauce cook down, so it's the perfect, perfect timing. Yeah. All right, let's listen.
Okay, so we've poured the sauce into the bowl and we're at this table. Tell me what you've done with the meat. Okay, well, I um, this is pulled pork. So what okay. I've done is taken a couple of forks and just pulled it apart. Um, the the roast is so tender that it just comes apart easily with the forks. And that's that's where you want it. Gorgeous! It's so beautiful. Okay, um, plate one up. Let's, okay. Let's All right. It out. Well, let's do a pork sand a pulled pork sandwich because nothing says I love you like a pulled pork sandwich. Okay. So we've so got a bun. We'll take a bun, and you know nothing special about this. I'm just using store bought buns. Got it. So then we'll take take a little bit of the pork. Uh huh. Oh man. Put it on there. Now, traditionally, the pulled pork sandwich has coleslaw and dill pickle slices. This is kind of how they are okay. done. So, maybe a little spoonful of sauce. Now, this is, I didn't mention this before, this is a Carolina mustard sauce. When I was touring with the swing bands, um, we got to do a lot of the, uh, we got to tour a lot all over the East Coast. And every state you go to in the South has a different flavor of barbecue. And uh, my favorite at the time was the Carolinas and North Carolina especially they use mustard sauce instead of tomato based sauce so oh. it's, it's yellow and it's a little bit more tart I love that okay quick what's your best mm. backstage story ever uh, okay every once in a while national touring bands get to uh, uh, get to a town and they contract local horn section players so they don't have to tour with their whole band okay um, and that's that's just kind of the way that that uh, people makes, do things it makes, makes, sense. makes economic it. sense so I got a call from the guy who was the horn section contractor for Leonard Skinner. Uh -huh. And he said, here's the date, you know, do you play Barry Sachs? I said, yeah. And he said, okay, well, uh, it's at the Memorial Coliseum, and here's the date, and here's when to show up. And so I get there, and uh, we're in the, the horn section dressing room, and I'm thinking, okay, I know how these usually work. We won't get to actually meet the band. We'll just be, you know on stage with them. And just as I was thinking that to myself, the entire band comes in. Hey, how you doing? I'm Johnny Van Zandt. Hey, you guys must be our horn section. You guys, well, welcome. You guys ready? Yeah. And he's, these guys are so, so they've been doing the same gig for 35 years and they love it. And they are just so full of energy and so, so amped up and so welcoming to us little local guys who are their horn section. And uh, the last thing he said before we go on stage, he says, you guys ready? I said, yeah. He says, release the horns! And then, <laughs> then we went on stage and we did the show. We did everything except that one tune. And I figured they were going to be saving that for an encore. And so, so I didn't get to do the song but, with them that they're right. famous for. But everything else, it was, you know, the whole rest of the, 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 right. the thing. It was that a lot was of fun. That's such a great story. Yeah. <laughs> that. All right, so um, I'm going to taste this. I think oh, I'm going to taste this. We have to do, here, let's All top right. it with and a little bit of And we're going to release the barbecue. Release Am I putting the, the bun on top? Yeah, or put is the it bun on top. Face? Okay. We have the and then you have pork, so pickles, coleslaw. And a little bit of sauce. And a little bit of sauce. Okay, you ready? I know I am ready to go. I'm tasting it right now. Mmm. Wow. I would never thought of putting pickles on a barbecue sandwich. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's how we do it. Oh, Pete. You have seriously outdone yourself. Oh. This is so good. I like it. I want to just drink the sauce. <laughs> and this is, the meat is absolutely falling apart. It's melting in my mouth. It's like meat flavored oh. candy. It's like meat flavored, that's what this is. Meat flavored <laughs> candy. Release the meat flavored candy. Well, now it's a good thing I made enough for everybody. Oh, so I... good. Oh, this is so great. Pete, you have been a wonderful guest, and I, this has just been really fun. Thank you so much.
You're welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. This is this is awesome. I'm, I always the, my two favorite things in the world are music and food, and I love it every time I get to share food or music with people. That's fantastic. Well, Pete, thanks so much. I'm your host, food enthusiast and jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>